Good morning and welcome to the Weldon Green Podcast. Today is really all about happiness in life. We had a number of really cool questions, one being how to become a League of Legends or an eSport athlete professional. Second one being, should I become a League of Legends or eSport athlete professional? And the last one, what will actually make me happy in life? So thank you, Finn, for the amazing call-in questions and the context for the uh, for the show today. And of course, Oyvind, this is me bringing you Ask Well and Show episode 178. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into the show now. But as always, this channel is sponsored and supported by the Mac program, mindgames.gg slash MAC. So I wanted to give you your code for that, which is podcast. If you go to mindgames.gg slash MAC, you will see the online video training course, which you'll hear more about during the show. And you can use the code podcast to get your $6 discount. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Talk to you later. Good morning and welcome to the Ask Weldon Show, episode 178. How to go pro, should you go pro, and happiness in life. That's what the show is about today. My name is Weldon. This is the Ask Weldon Show. And I'm an esports psychology trainer. Well, I'm a sports psychology trainer who works in esports, since that's not really a term. And I graduated in 2012 with my master's of science degree, master's of sports science degree in sport and exercise psychology, because people have been asking that recently. And it was from University of Vascula in Finland, and they had no tuition. And I discovered them because I was my wife was searching on Google, and she came in and said, hey, what about this place? Because I've been searching for exercise psychology. My goal was to go and save, solve the diabetes crisis in the United States and help make it so that in, in um, 2025, I think a third of a third of Americans or a third of kids are going to be like obese or have diabetes, type 2 diabetes. I forget what the statistic is, but they trajected, they projected the growth rate and the trajectory and they were like, holy cow, um, a quarter or a third of kids or adults or something. I don't, I don't remember what the statistic is now, but this was back in 2009. So it was like nine years ago and I was like, holy, that is freaky. Let me try to solve this health crisis. And uh, yeah, so I was searching for exercise psychology. I found um, a school in Atlanta. I found Columbia University, which I applied to and got into. University of Minnesota, my my home state. And then I applied to University of Uvascula in Finland because they didn't have tuition. And I thought, hey, this is cool. And there's also sports psychology and it's a sports university. And it seems pretty famous in Europe, or at least in Finland for being a sport university. That's where I ended up going. And I'm pretty happy because I got a master's of sports science degree. So a lot of other places, it was either a bachelor of arts or a master, or master's, master of arts or master's of education um, or something like that. So there wasn't a lot of uh, scientific studies. And I don't have my license yet. So you can, I don't know if you know this, but most licenses in sports psychology are related to clinical. So you have to be a clinical psychologist and then work towards sport. They haven't really, the structure or the idea of coming from the sport side of things, because I was an athlete and a coach and, um, you know, studied kinesiology and, and the body. And then I went towards the psychology side. So coming from that angle, that's not a very, that's not as common a path. And so they don't really have licensures for it yet. But about two years after I graduated in Finland, they released the sport psychology trainer license, which is basically for people who are not doing clinical work. You know, they're not going to handle people with depression or eating disorders, things like that. Um, and so, and so, but they, but they have sports psychology 
degree in sports psychology competences and tons of experience with, you'd say, therapy, but it's not therapy because you work with people who are all neurotypical and above, right? Not any clinical uh, diagnosed cases. So, and I think that 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 license is actually spread to the U.S. now. I think that it's spread to the U.S. So I've been following the rules for the licensing in Finland, hoping to get that some point in the next, whenever I get around to it. Uh, you don't really need it as long as you're doing a good job. I don't. Uh, I don't think it's yeah, absolutely necessary. But um, I'm glad that such things exist because that means the quality. Hopefully, the quality of sports psychology services will increase. There won't be as many snake oil salesmen out there who are ruining the reputation of the rest of us. But anyway, people have been asking about that kind of background, so I thought I'd give a little story time. And why don't we jump into the show today? You can ask questions for the show by going to anchor.fm slash Weldon Green, anchor.fm slash Weldon Green. Click the little audio message button and you can send me a call in to the show. I play them here. I sort them out before the show and we and then we go live. And you can also check out the pre and post show stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Weldon. This is actually also being live streamed. Hello, Twitch. I'm sure you're there somewhere, but um, but I'm focused on you guys on YouTube while I'm actually recording. So please come and ask questions for the show. They are the oxygen. They are the fuel that fuels the show. And I noticed we're getting low in the tank. We have enough to get through tomorrow. And then I hope that more of you call in. Let's dive into question number one about how to go pro. Hi, Weldon. So this question is about me aspiring to be a league pro player. Um, some this last couple of years, uh, my rank has gone up to... Uh, my peak at uh, 400 LP challenger was like top 100 in the West, and it's gone down to like master, low master, currently low master, and my this has been due to me not prioritizing league because I've been focused on school right now. And after I'm done with this year of high school, I'm going to go to this esport college thing where I can focus only like prioritize league finally. And I want to make sure this is not a waste of time, and this is my chance to become a pro player and make it there. So my question to you is, how do I stay motivated and stay consistent about making this year as fulfilling as possible to become a league pro? Thank you. All right. So let me restate the question. So basically, Ovind? Ovind? Ovind. Ovind. I don't know how to say this, sorry. I think it's Norwegian. Um, Wind here. Oh God, I'm now that's gonna kill me. I have to learn how to say this name. So somebody, somebody who can read Norwegian, like fill me in on how to say this name, uh, or or who can pronounce it, or maybe it's Danish or Swedish. It definitely has to be Danish, Swedish, or Norwegian. It cannot be another language. It doesn't look like it at all. Also, yeah. Okay, so mass four hundred LP. Challenger dropped down due to focusing on school and keeping life balanced to uh, Masters. I think it was Masters. I don't think it was Diamond. I'm um, going to go to eSport. Okay, so I think that you're you're in a pretty good place. So there's a couple things that I would do. This is what I would recommend. First of all, in-game, I would focus on networking and leadership. So yes, you want to climb back to Challengers, obviously. You want to focus on, on always being serious when you play and training as hard as you can in terms of learning. Uh, sticking with the meta, you know, uh, always 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 drafting like the best possible draft that you can in the game for your picks and focusing on networking and leadership so do not be afraid to talk to people um do not be afraid to to ask them to teach you something 
if you run into pros, like ask advice on stuff. Um, do not be afraid to lead the team, be vocal, be out there, be, have a personality, something that can be remembered. You have to put your print on the game, every game, so that you are building like a reputation essentially within the game itself. That is the best place to get noticed and scouted and recruited is through basically playing with these players, uh, these other pros and, and being somebody that they enjoy having in their game. Okay. Out of game. Focus on identifying decision makers and how to get in front of them. So you got to look at all the orgs that you could possibly get recruited by, including challenger orgs, and you need to find the people who are decision makers. So 99% of the time, especially in EU, the other players are going to be the decision makers of who like gets recruited and gets pulled out of challenger and who gets hired, okay? Or who gets tryout. It's going to be the other players that are kind of helping the coach make that list. Um sometimes it's going to be the manager. Sometimes it's going to be the manager or there's going to be a scout or something like that. Uh, you can try uh, finding an agent who might have connections. Uh, that's becoming more and more common is that, you know, the, the these connect these agents have uh, specialized in basically collecting up a bunch of challenger players and selling them to pro teams. So they have a Skype book and the pro teams just go to this person and uh, yeah. And, and, get all the contacts, essentially, you would say. So you can look for that, although I, I think it's a long shot. I would rather you focus on on networking on Twitter, for example, identifying decision makers and finding ways of getting in front of them on Twitter by just commenting on their games, commenting on their tweets, replying to their concerns, asking them questions, etc. You can ask things like, how would I get go about getting noticed by you, for example. You can ask that of, your, of, your, of the other pros as well. Okay, then the content aspect. I would say focus on streaming because streaming gives you this this boost of I'm on stage performance anxiety where you have to perform and you have to multitask. And this is good because you want to come in really strongly for your tryout, which means you want to have you want to have performance nerves. You want to start the mental training of, of how to deal with on, being on stage. So if you already have experience with this in sport, fantastic. Lean on that, borrow from that. Make sure that you are putting a little bit of pressure on yourself in big games. Find Try to put yourself into, uh, I would say, like high-pressure situations so that you can feel what that feels like and cope with it. Maybe do some mental training, mental skills training, such as the MAC program. Um, and as far as what your content should be, it has to be no-brain content. Like you want to focus on improving and you want to focus on using the stream for performance purposes so in order to amp up the pressure of having an audience but you don't want to have to you know be an entertainer so just focus on educational content explaining what you're doing maybe you get a following of people who are who are saying like hey this guy's really smart that's what you want to come off as is a really smart knowledgeable player who's also good and anytime you have an epic moment it will be caught on stream so you want to clip these epic moments out or you want to get a montage of these epic moments and you want to have that be your uh, your YouTube, right? So when people when people find you, they go to your Twitter and, and linked on your Twitter is your YouTube or your or your Twitch video section, and they go there and it's like a montage of amazing epic moments of you, right? That's what you want them to see. If there's no other videos, it doesn't matter. If there's only one video of epic clips, they can at least see, oh yeah, this guy's legit. You know, he has these these crazy mechanical outplays. So that is essentially what I would do to once you hit challenger as you have to go pro that's what i would focus on hope that was helpful let's dive into the next question
Hey Weldon, it's Finn. I'd like to hear your opinion on the following. After graduation from gymnasium 2016, I went to New Zealand and worked full-time for some months, and currently I've been studying for medical university entry selection since December 2017. And um, my last exams will be in May or maybe even in July. And so recently I started playing League again after a four months break. And I really love playing the game, but I feel like in my current situation it's a waste of time and energy. And so my problem is that I have no other hobbies other than League and calisthenics. And also because I was in New Zealand, I lost my friend group, sort of. So currently I only do studying about 8 hours a day, or maybe 10, and then sports and league. And sometimes, but more rarely, um, real-life meetups with one or two friends. And so should I keep this until May so that I have low as a work-life balance, even though I feel like it's a waste of time, or what should I do? Thanks for answering. All right. Thanks for the question, Finn. So just to recap... Uh, here we have Finn, who's got final exams. It's March right now, so coming up in uh, like a month or two. And he's back from studying abroad or just exploring abroad. And uh, social group has kind of died out a little bit. Um, you have calisthenics, study, and league. And you want to know if you should continue playing league because in order to have some sort of escapism or relaxation, uh, even though you're not interested in it anymore. And the answer is absolutely not. If you're not interested in it anymore, you should find some other thing to do with your time. There's a million things you could do to develop yourself. You could play a different video game, for example, if you're looking for escapism. Um, usually, people stick with a video game that they want because they're semi-good at it. They don't have to put in much skill to get good at it. Um, they don't have to learn something new. They don't have to stretch their brain. They can just go in and, and autopilot, you know, and kind of has that, have that easy escapism. And, uh, and they already have all the skins, et cetera, et cetera. If you take joy from having the skins, if you take joy from these little minor things and you, and you are getting escapism, then yes, you should do it. Uh, but if you think it's a waste of time, then there, there are many different things that you can do for escapism, uh, like Netflix, for example, or playing a different video game or reading a book. There's a million books that I could recommend to you to read. Uh, you could do more calisthenics. You could do calisthenics research. You could do kinesiology study. Although if you're doing pre-med, you probably already are squaring that away. Um, yeah, you could make you could make you could make videos of yourself doing calisthenics, and then for your escapism, you could be editing them and putting them together. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do to recharge the brain in a creative mode or in a in a kind of like lackadaisical mode, but I think that work-life balance is a, is a very bad misnomer or a very bad way to approach recovery. I know that you're studying hard and then you're, and then you're training hard in your sport and you're thinking, okay, I want some, some lackadaisical time to let my brain kind of like not overload. But there is such a thing as active recovery where you are doing something um, and you are still recovering. And League of Legends certainly is not any less stressful than something like editing or um, playing playing a different computer game that you have to relearn kind of like the skill set with. So I would absolutely recommend exploring new things and do not continue to do something that you think is a waste of time. That's pretty much an answer for everything in life. Don't do things that are a waste of time or that you think are a waste of time. Life is too short. What happened? My camera froze for a second. Sorry about that. All right, last question of the show, and it's a follow-up from this question, too. It's a great follow-up from Finn here, and I think it's very interesting because I think it sheds highlight, highlights what the real issue is here that Finn is digging at, 
And um, and I wanted to answer his second question, even though I think it's made irrelevant by his third question here. Sorry, I wanted to answer his first question, because I, even though I think it's made irrelevant by his second question here, simply because I think that there are some people who will just have that question. But then we go on to Finn's question. For the last one, before I do... I want to recommend the Mac program, mindgames.gg slash MAC. It is my online video training course program for uh, League, of, League of Legends pros, I guess. Uh, this, is, this is for peak performance. This is for peak performance in eSport and in sport and in competitions and in life. So if you're doing anything performance related, such as speeches, um, there are things that research have shown have a very performance affected uh, set of mind uh, set of mental skills such as uh, studying such as sex which is also by the way treatable with sports psychology turns out um, some of the some of the issues that guys can have are stage fright and uh, and so and and then performance related emotions and performance related uh, focus can help a lot with improving that as well so just FYI sex is a performance there's an audience of one usually uh, that is changing drastically nowadays, but usually there's an audience of one. Um, but yeah, pretty much anything related to performance can be in influenced and impacted by the Mac program, although it is designed by me specifically to allow people to play video games and not waste their time. The goal is to develop yourself through pursuit of a competitive esport or competitive video game. And as you're developing the skills necessary for that game, you're studying mechanics and tactics, or you're practicing mechanics, you're studying tactics, learning tactics, and you're practicing the mental skills that you can transfer to other areas of life reliably so that at the end of years of playing and you haven't gone pro, you did not waste your time, that you actually developed yourself through the game and you're able to then apply those skill sets to other games. I get two common pieces of feedback from people who do this program of which there are over 1,800 now who have purchased and who are who are in it and those comments are I quit uh I quit playing league completely and uh I no longer play video games and I'm all inning on my hobby or my my focus my my passion and then the other one I get which is wow this really helped me gain a lot of rank thank you I was able to focus on the game and achieve my goals so either way if you're doing video games as a way of escaping from responsibility or as a ways of, of escaping from something that you cannot discipline yourself to do, although it is your passion. This helps people stop doing the escapism and actually do the other thing. And if you are not lying to yourself and you actually are serious about the game, it helps you get more focused and serious about the game and achieve your goals there. So that is the ambition of this program uh, is to allow people to train mental skills, essentially. And you can check it out, mindgames.gg slash MAC, the code AskWeldon. To get the five dollar discount, by the way, and that's my that I mean, people are like, "Oh, why are you giving me a coupon for it? Uh, just price it at that point." Yes, what I'm trying to do is track where people come from. So you guys get the code Ask Weldon on my other social media channels. I might hand out a different code. Um, if somebody you know says like, "Hey, I want to promote this on my Twitch channel because it really helped me," I give I can give them a code. These things like that. So this is the the price of the program is twenty five dollars. I just priced it at thirty, and I always discount at five bucks. And there's always a code somewhere. Um, so never pay 30 bucks for it. If you can't find a code, just message me. I'll give you one. Um, but it's Ask Weldon. So if you're listening to this to hear that advice, then you're hearing the code too. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that's, why, that's why I do that. To find out where people come from when they purchase it. All right. Moving on to the last question of the show. 
Oh well, it's Finn again. How do I determine what will make me happy in life? Because one of the major reasons why I want to study medicine is that during an internship, I figured that the feeling of directly helping people is the one thing that makes me happy. Although, my problem is that having spent six months traveling and working in New Zealand, I figured out that I can already be extremely happy by just a very small amount of things. I don't need a lot of money or so, you know, I just want to be healthy, have my family around me and travel the world and see new people and cultures. And so I'm asking myself why even bother studying for the next four months for medical entry exams or even 12 years to be a licensed doctor when it might not make me fully happy in the end. I'm willing to work hard for my passions, but I fear wasting many years if in the end I found out that medicine is not the one thing and that there's actually like easier and shorter uh, stuff that actually makes me much more happy. I mean, please don't get me wrong, I don't care about putting in the work, you know, it's, yeah, thanks for answering. All right, so it turns out Finn is not just questioning his uh, his dedication to League, but also his dedication to his profession in general. So this is a really, really important question and one that I do not feel, uh, what is it, qualified? Yeah, do not feel qualified to answer, but I'm going to share my life advice as well, just from my own perspective, uh, because I think it's important to have these kind of discussions and to explore avenues of thought like this. So... Um, first of all, if you're going to do a trade, professional trade that requires training. So here we're talking about being a lawyer, being a doctor, essentially are the, are the main ones that require like highly advanced, uh, years of like highly advanced training for many years, um, being a dentist, things like this, then it does pay to get those, that training squared away when you're young, because, um, Later on, it's going to be much harder to balance finances and studies, although it's quite easy to become a doctor later in life as well. You just have to, I mean, it, like there are, there are plenty of stories of people I've heard who in their 40s decide they want to be a doctor and then go become a doctor um, and they study for it then. The thing is you have to be able to balance the finances and needs of your family with the pursuit of that ambition then once you find out that that's what you want to do. So it, if you're doing one of these trades that requires lots of training, it does behoove you to square that away when you're young. However, so just that caveat out there, right? However, I cannot for the life of me <clears throat> recommend people doing something that, that they don't think that they need to do. So if you're pursuing that because you kind of want to help people and you think that that's a way that you could help people and that'll make you happy, um, and you're you went abroad once and you're kind of discovering, oh, actually, there's a whole grand world out there of jobs. And maybe I just have a doctor in my head because it was the only thing I could think of when I had a limited understanding and a limited perception of what it was possible to do in the world as far as work. You should definitely go exploring. Like, that's what I did. I had a limited understanding of what jobs could be. And then I started traveling and I lived in six different countries and I traveled the entire world, and I learned another language um, or two. And I got, eventually, when I was 30, um, actually, this is, I guess, when I was 28, I discovered I wanted to be a sports coach. Maybe 26? Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, but through that exploration, right? So I highly recommend and highly advise exploration uh, as a way of trying to figure out what's going to like what you want to do if you're if you're starting if you know that you have these other ambitions like to be happy in this way in this way in this way and your passion is not the the actual job itself the act of being a doctor but rather things you get from being a doctor then a hundred percent 
start exploring. Go um, teach English abroad, travel, do internships, do woofing. Woofing, for those who don't know, is Willing Workers on Organic Farms, W-W-O-O-F. Um, you can you can travel the world very easily that way. Um, and, there, and there's all sorts of things that you can do to essentially explore what it is that you would desire without dropping 12 years into medical school and entering, exiting with all of that kind of like debt and obligation and then being a doctor and then realizing that you didn't really want to be a doctor. You just wanted the things that you get from being a doctor, which are two very different things. Um, you're not going to be able to make that decision when you're eight years in. It's going to be much harder to be like, ooh, all this debt and all this time sunk in and I'm three years from being a doctor um, and now I don't want to be one. Yikes. So yeah, I would absolutely recommend uh, trying to get clarity on that matter. And even if you take a gap year of one year, you're not going to be that far behind uh, from diving in and becoming a doctor or going to med school at that point. So what, what one thing that my friends have done that I can recommend is that they finish their pre-med, they test into the school, and then they write the school and they say, thank you for accepting me. I'm going to take a year and I'll be back next term. So it's much easier to get back into a school and to get back on track instead of instead of like basically finishing your exams and then leaving and then applying after a year. Apply now, get into the school, and then message the school and delay it. Because then you don't have to worry about... Um, like reapplications and the gap year showing up and like trying to build a resume off of like 12 months of inactivity in terms of like school. And it's just, it's just a much smoother way to handle that because you have all your ducks in a row right now. And it's way easier to get into the schools that you need to get into when you're applying, like for the position you're in than, than after the gap year, especially if the gap year turns into two gap years or turns into six months or like just all these things can happen. So I would recommend um, covering all your bases, which is very easy to do if you just put in a little more effort. It's always possible to cover most of your bases and, and make things much less risky than they need to be. You can even do exploration and med school. You know, you can you can start med school and you can do it like do what I said and take a gap year and then you can do a year in school and then you can, you know, leave for the summer and explore and make sure that you, you have some sort of, uh, you know, willing workers on organic farms or study abroad, not study abroad, teach English abroad for three months or something, or take time off. There's all sorts of things you can do to ensure that you're continuing to question yourself and ask, is this really what I want? And remember that difference. Remember the difference between wanting to be something and wanting to have the things that some type of person has. Uh, so if your happiness is correlated with wanting to be something like, I want to be a professor, I want to be a doctor. That's fine. That's amazing. Like, go for it, right? But if it's, I want to have the things a doctor has, or I want to do the things a doctor does, it doesn't really matter if I'm a doctor or not. Then, yeah, then you're in a, you're in a conundrum, I would say, and you need to sort that out ASAP. All right, that's the show for you today. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check out the Mac program, and I will see you guys on Twitch in a couple seconds or on YouTube tomorrow. That's the show for you today. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember that you should be using the code podcast at mindgames.gg slash MAC. And I'll let you guys get right into the next episode. But before I do, please let me know if there's anything I can do to improve the audio format of the show. Obviously, I film this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash mindgamesweldon. And if you go there, you can actually hear the pre and post show uh, Q&A that I do with the audience there. So it's basically exactly what the Ask Weldon Show is plus 
another 30 to 50 minutes of in-depth questions and comments with the chat. The only difference being that I read the questions out loud. And in the Twitch app, so if you download the Twitch app on your phone, you can actually click audio only mode. So it's not streaming a video to your phone. You can just listen in and it functions a lot like a podcast player. So you can actually listen to all of my VODs. I have them labeled in the video section of my of my channel. And you can kind of take these shows and um, and listen to the extended behind the scenes version, I guess you would say if you want. So I wanted to point that out. But also, if you just have any comments on how to make the podcast itself better, I recently figured out some things with uh, how to upload and, and keep it regular and get it all you know, audio, what is it, audio finagled or mastered so that there's no weird spikes and stuff like that. But otherwise, if there's any other features that you want specific just to audio, like you want me to talk at the end of the episode about some of the things in the show or talk at the beginning of the episode about something completely different, or you want um, a certain kind of advice or episode that is not exactly uh, already covered, so not a Q&A, but, you know, a lecture series or something like that, just hit me up on Twitter, MindGamesWeldon, on Twitch, as well then, or uh, you can actually reply here in the Anchor app, you know, with your audio, uh, or even a chat reply. I think they allow that now. But let me know. Let me know your great idea or the thing that you would like to listen to, and I will uh, see if I can get it done.